0: Day. Working ourselves on toward the end of this week dying as quick as we possibly can. Hang in there, troops. It's it's going to be it's going to be just fine. We're the fine folks from Get ready Daily welcoming you to May 10th. Did I say gekreated.com or get daily? I don't know. Either way, there's a bing. Anyway, it's May 10th, and it's actually National Night Shift Workers Day. As someone who's been on the night shift. I remember what it's like I know what you go through and if no one else says it I truly appreciate what you do okay thank you thank you so much I said we but I didn't mean to because yes Goofy Stuff has made it just you and I the wonderful Billy Flynn see I need someone here to remind me to push buttons on this date in 1752 Benjamin Franklin tested his lightning rod for the first time 1852, English chemist Edward Franklin announces the theory of valence. The theory lays out the fundamental principle that any atom can combine with a certain limited number of other atoms. 1860, the discovery of the element Cassium is announced by German chemist Robert Bunsen and Gustav Robert Kirchhoff to the Berlin Academy of Scientists. 1894, wireless is born when Guglielmi Marconi sends a radio wave three quarters of a mile Three years later, the Marconi Company will successfully communicate the ship to shore over a distance of 12 miles. 1929, Disney completes the first silly symphony film, The Skeleton Dance, most notable for being the first animated cartoon to use non-post-sync sound. 1946, a V-2 rocket is successfully launched for the first time at the White Sands Proving Ground. A V-2 will become the first human device to achieve suborbital space flight. 1949, the first planetarium in the United States, owned by a university, opens at the University of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. The Moorhead Planetarium, one of the largest in the U.S., is a gift of John Motley Moorhead third class of 1891. 1954, Gordon Kidd Teal of Texas Instruments announces the National Conference on Airborne Electronics in Dayton, Ohio, that Texas Instruments has produced the first commercial mass-produced high-frequency germanium transistor. Finally, 1960, the nuclear submarine USS Triton completes the first holy underwater circumnavigation of the Earth. The shore leave afterwards was epic. 1962, the classic monster movie Mothra is released to U.S. theaters. In the movie, an expedition to an irradiated island brings civilization in contact with a primitive native culture. When one sensationalist entrepreneur tries to exploit the islanders, their ancient deity arises in retaliation, which was a Common plotline. 1969, Apollo 10 transmits the first color photographs of Earth from space 1998 dr wolf after having discovered there's a comet heading towards earth has an accident on route to alerting the u.s government that armageddon is coming which is weird that deep impact would tell you in other movies on the way 2006 in los angeles california the electronic entertainment expo e3 is held over three days at the event nintendo president satoru iwata announced that nintendo is unlikely to produce a new version of the Game Boy advance in the future And there was much crying. Same day, USA Today reports the NSA has had a separate, previously undisclosed program in place since 9-11 to build a database of information about calls placed within the United States. Phone numbers, dialed, dates, duration of each call. According to the article, phone companies AT&T, Bell, South of Verizon, disclosed the requested records to the NSA freely, but Quest did not The article quotes an unnamed source as saying that it's the largest database ever assembled in the world. The Bush administration will not confirm the existence of the program. On Fox News, George Bush refused to even confirm he was refusing to confirm or deny reports that the government is maintaining a secret domestic telephone database, which a double negative is a positive. Birthdays, Lindsay Shaw is 34. That's Paige on Pretty Little Liars. Odette Annabelle is 38. Beth and Cloverfield, Astronaut Wives Club. Keenan Thompson's 45 from Keenan and Kel, Good Burger, Fat Albert, Saturday Night Live. Dallas Roberts is 53, Milton on season three of The Walking Dead. Victoria Roll is 64 from Leonard Part 6, Dumb and Dumber, Barbed Wire. Meg Foster, 75, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Evil Lynn in the Masters of the Universe movie. David Clement is 80, 30-something, Palmer in The Thing. No longer with us, point the state in 1838, John Wilkes Booth, an American actor and assassin of Abraham Lincoln. 1889, Fred Astaire from Finian's Rainbow Holiday Inn. Santa Claus is coming to town. 1922, Nancy Walker, Ida on Rhoda, Murdered by Death, directed the Village People musical Can't Stop the Music! with an exclamation mark. And in 1929, George Cove from the Stepford Wives, Remo Williams, but will always be loved forever as Woodhouse on Archer. <laughs> which I'm sure will be on late-night TV. CBS, I'm not worthy, on a new Survivor, new FBI. A former agent brings a team in to stop a weaponized uranium sale, but here he struggles to balance his loyalty to the team with his leftover trust of his former comrade, despite his dubious yet terribly effective tactics. On a new True Lies, oh, which has been canceled, ABC has a new Connors, the Goldberg, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, and the Game Show Show. Okay. NBC, New Chicago Fire, Med, PID, Probably not in that order. Fox, it's the semifinals of the mass singer and a new farmer wants a wife. CW, there's a new flash. And then afraid Betty is heading down the wrong road. Alice takes her to the after-school dance show. American grandstand. Tom forces Kevin to join the Riverdale Hot basketball team. Veronica gets cut off by her parents on a new Riverdale, which has jumped the tracks that it jumped many, many times. AMC is showing Twister. FX, The Equalizer 2, still equalizing. FXX, Simpsons, but mostly Family Guy Marathon. FXMS, Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Paramount's got White House down. Siffy's showing Jurassic World. Turner Classic Movies will be showing The Thin Man. And after The Thin Man, they got a Thin Man Marathon tonight. Those are some fun movies. Highly recommend you check those out. Highly recommend. TBS, All Elite Wrestling. My! TNT the NBA playoffs Because they just don't end True TV's got Couples Retreat Science Channel and Engineering Catastrophes Marathon We're watching the Lifetime Movie Network A nanny to a wealthy family must walk a thin line When she realizes she's the only person That knows the truth about the father's affair With his child's Spanish tutor Whose body was discovered brutally murdered Prevail Carpenter and Ryan Francis star in What the Nanny Saw The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at What Chad and Abby are up to now If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update Chad learns his sister Lexi is very ill He decides to go to the hospital and see her Damn the risks But Abby's like, look, is this the right thing to do? But he's determined So Abby goes to see the doctor And during a routine exam finds out She is pregnant Now Abby experiences some shock trauma When she hears this news She even has some spasms She knows though a shower's gonna help So she goes back to her room at the Bates Motel Hashtag Chabby Forever. No blasted letters today. Letters know. Six more correct guesses. So, way to be part of the J. Radimus Club. And about 12 incorrect guesses. But don't worry. You can guess again. I'm sure today's clue, especially with Bates Motel, is going to help you a lot. Oh, did I say that was a clue? Why don't you drop us a note and see if you can see what I did? It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Of course, the voicemail text message. You need the numbers for that. That would be these 510 oh, GRD Curl. I realize it's too late to throw cleverness in since Jay Radimus already got it. But Syrinx is coming. A Hoovian and a Nuvian walk into a TARDIS and explore every episode of the classic Doctor Who series. Join me, podcaster John S. Drew. And me, writer-editor Jim Beard, as we take apart each story starting from the very beginning in 1963. And join us on our Facebook page and Twitter, where we continue the discussion with you with historical artifacts from British papers of the time. The Doctor's Beard podcast, released every Saturday around tea time on your favorite podcasting app. And we'll see you in time and space. This is the actually famous Billy Flynn, and you're listening to Geek Radio Daily. I mean, I never claimed to be actually famous. I never made that claim. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. That's a very serious book, man. All kinds of books are available today at your friendly local neighborhood comic shop, and you get to see them, you know, twice this week since you were just there for free comic book day. DC Comics Batman The Adventure Continues Season 3, Number 5 of 7, Sandman Universe, Nightmare Country, The Glass House, 2 of 6, Spirit World kicks off 6, and the Guardians of Oa at the heart of the Green Lantern Corps have quarantined Sector 2814, home of the planet Earth and its champion along with it. A heartbreaking defeat is in HAL, reeling, returning home to rediscover his roots and find the man responsible for ruining his life. Sinestro, maybe, just maybe, you can go home again, at least if you're willing to hotwire a power ring to do so. And Green Lantern, number one, over at Marvel, Extreme Venomverse kicks off five, Miracle Man by Gaiman and Buckingham, The Silver Age, number five, Spider-Gwen, Shadow Clones is at number three, and there's something rotten in Los Angeles, and Ace Detective Cindy Moon is on the case, wait. Can't be right. In this mind-bending new series, Cindy will face old foes and never-before-seen dangers that will take her to the breaking point in Silk. One of five. American Mythology Productions. Cartoon Puppet Horror Theater number one, which sounds great. Night of the Living Dead Revenants is at number three. Dark Horse Assassin's Apprentice wraps up at six. Clear wraps up its three. Dragon Age the Missing wraps up its four. Boom Studios says we've all heard of ghost stories, but... What stories do the ghost themselves tell us? In a strange daughter and her pastor father wander a haunted land, they only have the restless spirits, each with its own story to tell, as company along the way. After a deadly accident, of which they were the only survivors, Lucas and Harmony Agate can see the dead, an overwhelming amount of the deceased, all with their own warnings, cries for help, and malevolence alike. But Lucas and Harmony aren't the only ones with this ability. There are other nearly deads, some of which have malicious motivations. In ghost lore, one of 12. From IDW Publishing, Godzilla Rivals by Alante, which was an incredible film, versus at number one, which is an incredible film, Star Trek Defiance at three, Over at Image, Junkyard Joe's at six, Nemesis Reloaded wraps up its five, Noctera's at 14, and outside our perception, creative thought takes physical form with only a handful of individuals known as epics able to interact with this wondrous hidden world. But for 14-year-old Danny Dillon, accepting those responsibilities himself won't be easy or safe. Lose yourself in a world of endless fantasy and creativity where superheroes, monsters, magical creatures, and cartoon characters live and breathe right alongside us in something epic. Number one. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek News! High five, Courtney. Take a look at the world. From a geeky point of view, not only is Mike Flanagan busy as the writer-director working on bringing the Dark Tower to some form of TV series kind of thing, but... It was also announced that he'll be writing, directing, and producing an adaptation of the recent King novella, The Life of Chuck, and he is attached to a ridiculously hot cast already. I'm just wondering, though, if Zach Levi's coming back. Tom Hiddleston's going to be playing the titular Chuck, a man who discovered he's terminally ill at only 39 years of age, and Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill, will be playing Albie, Chuck's grandfather, who may or not, may or may not be seeing ghosts in the house, but it's King and... You should hope it's only a ghost, not an interdimensional demon or a tommy knocker. Wait, this is a horror story, so maybe it's the ghost of Jar Jar? The Life of Chuck was one of four novellas published in King's recent collection, If It Bleeds, and is the far most surreal thing of them all. The story's told in three stages. One stage is the world on the brink of collapse, and you don't know why, and then a parallel story. You got Chuck. We meet him. He's dying. The story goes backwards from there all the way back to his childhood and his relationship with his grandparents, including his ghost-seeing grandpa. And it turns out, he's the ghost his grandpa sees. What a twist! Or not. Mike Flanagan seems to specialize in adapting very difficult, notoriously difficult to adapt King properties. Gerald's game was thought to be unfilmable because the story pretty much takes place in the mind of a woman handcuffed to a bed, and Dr. Sleep had the impossible task of bringing together Stephen King's world and Stanley Kubrick's iconic, cinematic, but not terribly faithful adaptation. He knocked both of them out of the park, and now he's tasked with this really weird, strange title. But hey, Mike, look, you want to take on a real challenge? Why not make Rage? Or or Revival? Or hey, how about give us a completely faithful version of the Lawnmower Man? Huh? Huh? They'll probably cast John Turturro. A new web portal quietly launched on April 27th, created as a collaboration between the Roddenberry Estate, the Roddenberry Archives, and tech company OTOY. It went live shortly after the series finale of Star Trek Picard. And spoiler warning, it does have some info from the show you might want to avoid if you haven't seen it which you should have seen it, the digital recreations in there were approved and overseen by well-known Star Trek artists, including Denise and Michael Okuda, the authors of the Star Trek Encyclopedia, Darren Dochtman, Doug Drexler, Dave Blast. but is it in VR? Can I play the game? Who doesn't want to throw frisbees into swirling trumpets? (sighs) While the portal is filled with a lot of information about the various Enterprise starships that have appeared in the show and the movies, the real star is the ability to explore digitally recreated bridges of nearly every variant, including some that never actually existed. For example, you can walk around a surprisingly detailed 3D version of the bridge that would have appeared in the never produced Star Trek Phase 2, a sequel series to the original show that was cancelled after Paramount's then plans for a TV network, launching aside the show, kind of just went away. Is it just the Enterprise? Because I want to know, will the bodies still be on the SS Okofsky when you walk through? deep cut. If you dig around enough, you'll also discover alternate reality enterprises that only appeared like in one episode in the Ships from the J.J. Abrams film, the Kelvin Timeline are there. There's even a really well-made Voyager bridge tossed in there, and you can right-click to zoom in on anything and read all the text on the various panels and computers in each bridge and 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 the attention to analog timers is amazingly detailed many of the bridges include interactive doors panels and chairs yes you can sit in the captain's chair and using your zoom feature you can glare at the view screen as if some evil alien has just threatened your crew feel free to yell red alert feel free to yell engage if you want to the real question is what can't i do in this holodeck be warned though Some have reported technical issues or some bugs while using the site, and honestly, I'm scared it's really the nanites, and I don't know how we're going to stop them since we can't get them to Cavas Alpha 4. Deep cut! Last year, we told you the very sad story of a serious Nintendo collector who, having thought he'd got hold of some very special old playing cards, had in fact got hold of two hunks of worthless cardboard. And that had to feel almost as bad as the time I played Friday the 13th Action 52, or that damn X-Men game on the NES. Eric Voskiel thought he'd hit the jackpot when, after years of searching, he came across two decks of souvenir playing cards. Some of the best example of the kind of things Nintendo used to make before video games, but upon opening them? Disaster. When I carefully removed part of the wrapper, I quickly discovered that all cards had completely fused together. They'd remained pressed together for such a long time, likely under hot and humid conditions, that the ink on the cards had made them stick together completely. The stack of individual cards turned into one solid brick. The photo prints in the cards that contain relatively large amounts of ink may have contributed that as well. He was like, what in the holy hand of food is going on here? These cards are old, and they lacked any of the plastic or laminates that you'd associate with playing cards produced in the more recent decades. These were made entirely of paper, so when he says they were fused together, he means that, but... The happy part here is that, he said, within months after posting the story online, I was offered two decks by two different people, both from the United States, but they were kind of jerks about it. They gave him locations to show up to, and someone said, sorry, your cards are in another location. After making deals to purchase both of these decks, he now has them in his possession and could not be happier. They're in pristine condition. One of the decks of cards even has a sample card still attached to the outside, and he's posted a ton of very high-quality images on his site so everyone can enjoy the art and historic importance of the cards. Next, he's going to go after some very rare Nintendo things, like a Double Drive, the Famicom TV, and that N64 glove controller. <laughs> it's so bad. Facebook and Instagram could soon be news-free for our neighbors to the north. Meta has once again said it would rather eliminate news links on its platforms in Canada than comply with pending legislation. I wonder if they changed their mind if they decided to do a newscast in MetaQuest. Canada's Online News Act, a bill called C-18, would force online platforms to pay publishers for their content. In other words, the legislation would make sites like Facebook and Google pay news outlets a fee for content linked or shared on their platforms. Tech corporations could end up having to pay hundreds of millions of dollars annually to news publishers under the Act. The legislation is passed through House of Commons and is currently being considered in the Senate's Committee on Transport and Communications. For obvious reasons, tech companies are not on board with this potential policy. I just wonder though if I share certain news organizations' links, would they still have to pay? Not not that I'm planning on bankrupting the news source that you know I'm thinking about. Google and Meta have been doing their best to protest the bill through lobbying, public statements, and other measures. Google, for instance, began restricting news links and search results for a small percentage of Canadian users in February during a test run that lasted five weeks. Previously, Meta assured Canadian lawmakers that if C-18 were to pass, Facebook and Instagram in the country would no longer support news links. But wait, what if they changed it to fake news? I mean, Facebook seems to love that. Canada is not the first country to float forcing social media platforms and other sites to pay news publishers for hosting their content. Previously, Australian lawmakers were considering a similar bill, and in response, Meta blocked news on its platforms countrywide. But that didn't just end up impacting publishers, it also blocked emergency alert networks, removing things like hospital and fire service pages. Now, they call that result an error during Monday's meeting, but a 2022 report determined the havoc may have been been an intentional move to sway negotiations, which I don't doubt. I mean, we don't think Facebook is actually an asshole. It's just trying so hard to be. And now, my friends, it's time to say goodbye to inactive Twitter accounts. CEO Elon Musk said in a tweet, and yet another apparent attempt to bring users back to the platform, the number of active Twitter accounts have been steadily decreasing since Musk took over the platform and made a number of unpopular changes, including changing the feed's algorithm and eliminating the blue check mark from verified accounts that don't pay $8 a month. Not making a Patreon pitch here. The $8 blue check is stupid. Musk announced that inactive accounts will soon be no more tweeting We're purging accounts that have had no activity at all for several years, so you'll probably see follower count drop while users expressed disappointment that their number of followers were dropped. This isn't the first time the site has worked to get rid of inactive users, but hey, what about brilliant people like Dr. F.N. Ferder who tweeted Antissa? then waited five years to tweet patient do you want to lose this kind of stuff some people who have lost loved ones raised concerns that their profiles would be part of the latest so-called purge former professional kickboxer and noted misogynist andrew tate responded by praising must decision but added my father died and i still read his account daily please keep him active tate himself has been kicked off of twitter and several other platforms for being <laughs> a little too active so getting rid of dead people. Musk is trying to be a ghostbuster? Dude, you're more Vigo, alright? Stop it. Musk's newest announcement could be an effort to lure users back to the platform with promises of releasing coveted usernames and enticing users to return to Twitter, if only to keep their account active. This comes as competitor sites have surfaced, including T2, Mastodon, Blue Sky, which have managed to reel in thousands of ex-Twitter users. And no lie, we're... Heavily considering moving as well. In the past, Musk criticized bots as part of his concern about inactive accounts and tried to use it as a reason to put a stop to his $44 billion Twitter acquisition. If our Twitter bid succeeds, we will defeat the spam bots or die trying, he tweeted in April of 2022 and added, and authenticate all real humans. <laughs> defeat spam? Yeah, good luck with that. Or, or or die trying? Look, don't make promises you're not going to keep, because we voted for you not to be CEO. You know, we might pay eight bucks a month if you did leave. Wait, wait, would we? Yeah, 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 we would. That, that blue checks. GRD is licensed to the creative common attribution, non-commercial, non Derivative works, 963.0 license. You can check us out on Facebook and on Twitter and stop by the website at geekradiodaily.com. Sometimes timing and stuff. It's very weird. Thank you so much for putting up with nonsense from just me today. Tomorrow, things will be back to as normal as things ever do get around here. But if you'd like to drop a note in the meantime, seeing how well I did, or oh my god, another one by yourself, either way, it's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Or of course, the voicemail, the text message, the numbers you need to ascertain those things, ascertain is that the right word, would be this. 510-G-R-D See you on the next day. What the hell are you still doing here? Good night, everybody. Only, It's only game. Why do you have to be mad? Good night, suckers. It's happening! Use the moose! I don't suppose he's up. No, Mom. And from the looks of it, not to mention the limo... I would hazard he's taking a personal day. The hell he is! What else? We got any lube? Like at this point, even olive oil would. Help me get that drawer unstuck. Jesus God, Sterling schoolgirls! So those are just costumes. And I suppose that makes it better? Well, doesn't it? Oh, a uh, Woodhouse, I told my guests you'd pack their lunch. I'll do my best, sir. I'm afraid the lima got into the pudding cups. Yeah, like I told you he would, you idiot. Will you please focus? Sir, that stolen lima bit one of your prostitutes right in the face. And she says she can't go to hospital because she's, quote, tripping balls.